Hi, it's Jonathan Evans, creator of Gather the Suspects. If you follow us on Twitter, you'll already have seen us shouting about our newest and usual Suspects episode before. Dear Bastard is a bone-dry comedy about the residents of 17 Chekhov Gardens, a house that's been converted into flats. Told over 16 hilarious episodes, Dear Bastard follows six residents trapped in a never-ending group email thread as small arguments about overfilled bins become raging rows about fraud and money laundering. We were really keen to get Dear Bastard on board for a feed swap as we really think you'll like it. If you enjoy the small-time drama of our residence association meetings, you'll absolutely devour this show. Its humour is driven by the utterly relatable and recognisable characters and situations. If you've ever lived in a block of flats, a house share, or even just been on the internet, you'll find yourself thinking, ah, that reminds me of so-and-so. It's like the most fun and outrageous bits of your local neighbourhood Facebook group turned up to 11. It's written and directed by Andrew Nocty and Paul McCain and it features a cast and crew of voice actors from across the UK, US and South Africa. They've recently finished their last and final four-episode series, and with episodes clocking in around 15 to 20 minutes, it's the perfect show for binging over a couple of days. Our next Usual Suspects episode contains some familiar voices for Gather the Suspects listeners, but until then, enjoy the first episode of Dear Bastard, and be sure to check out the rest of their series on their feed. We put a link to their full series in the show notes. Dear Bastard. Episode 1. What is fixed to the soil belongs to the soil. A new resident opens a can of worms and someone starts a campaign against an invasive foreigner. Welcome to 17 Chekhov Gardens. Hi neighbours. For those I haven't met yet, I'm Gabby. I've just moved in upstairs into flat three with my son Benedict, who's closing in on three. My landlord, Mr Gupta, passed on your details, so I thought I'd email you all at once. I'm new to the neighbourhood as well as the house, and I'd love to get to know you all. So, to kick things off, please all come upstairs for a glass of wine, or three, and a nibble or two Friday night. I'm home from work about seven, and the door will be on the latch. Bring whatever you're drinking. Can't wait. Gabby. Kiss, kiss, kiss. P.S. Mr Gupta sends his apologies. He's up against it fixing a dodgy stopcock in one of his other properties, but says he hopes all are well and that the earlier issues have been resolved. Hi Gabby. Welcome to Chekhov Gardens. I think this is the first time we've done a group email. Let's see how it goes. Lol. Will be great to have someone else under 50 around the place. We'd love to have been able to come along for your drinks. Fab idea. Afraid we're up in town for the evening to catch a show in the West End. So have fun without us and we will stop by soon. P.S. We're your new neighbours across the hall at number four. Robbie and Luke, XOX. Gabby, thanks so much for your kind invitation. My husband Barry and I will be up at 7.50pm for 8pm. Thanks also for taking the initiative of getting us all on the same email thread. This will make communicating much easier for Barry, who has been recently elected chairman of the Residents Association, so he'll bring you a hard copy of the house rules and some bin bags. A digital copy is also attached, and I myself will bring a jar of my famous olive teppanard. See you tomorrow. Best wishes, Jill Fenelin, flat one. P.S. Dear Gabby, Barry here. 
I note you've left a pram in the common hallway. We don't generally allow residents to store personal appliances in common areas, but as you're on the top floor, we're happy to accommodate this, provided you could ensure the pram is folded up when possible, and that it's firmly braked to avoid rolling into a position where it might block a designated fire exit. Regards, Barry Fenelin. Chairman, Residents' Association, 17 Chekhov Gardens. Hello, Gabby. Feel free to leave the pram on my side of the hall, opposite Barry and Jules. No exceptions or accommodations needed, as it's completely reasonable. Welcome to Chekhov Gardens, and see you tomorrow. Cheers. Trevor, at number two. P.S. Barry, I don't think I've ever had an email from you before. Welcome to the Information Superhighway. Hello my friends. I hope you're well. I'm so well. Thanks so much to Gabby for hosting an awesome get-together for all the residents of our shared home. Hopefully not too many saw heads about. I certainly had to watch myself on the stairs down to the garden flat last night. Oopsie daisy. We just don't do this enough and it's so nice to have seen everyone together for a proper chat sandwich as I like to say. Jill, please share the recipe of your divan tapenade which I enjoyed slathering all over those lovely warm rolls. Benny is such a cute little boy even when he was spilling apple toyser on Uncle Barry's sandals but as my late father would probably have said what's a sticky toe between friends eh? And speaking of friends and friendships, my friends, as you know, my birthday is coming up soon and I will be having another one of my famous, infamous, wink wink, nudge nudge, South African brides on Saturday, June the 8th on my private porch. Please stay tuned for details. Wishing you all the best for the week ahead and remember, as the saying goes, pleasure in the job puts perfection in the work. Obviously incredibly appropriate in this instance. Warm salutations and lots of love. All. I join Rolene in thanking Gabby for her hospitality on Friday. Once again, welcome to the house. I also attach this note a photocopy of the black olive tepanard formula, as requested. I'll come clean and admit it's not really mine, but actually a clipping I took from the mail on Sunday some years ago. Provenance aside, it has stood the test of time. Now, a more serious matter. While enjoying a buck's visit Gabby's living room window, I glanced at a rather untidy garden belonging to Mr and Mrs Siddhartha next door and spotted what appears to be a Japanese knotweed in their undergrowth. As you are all no doubt aware, this plant is a scourge. It spreads like the plague and has the potential to disastrously undermine foundations, destroy gardens and collapse the house prices, as has happened on the next road. Moreover, to have Japanese knotweed growing in or near our garden carries serious legal risks. Whilst liability for now lies with the Siddharthas, or whoever it was that infested them, it is imperative that we act immediately. If we do not, we may find ourselves liable for the knotweed spread to the so far unaffected garden belonging to Dr and Mrs Bench on our other side. I've alerted the Siddharthas to the situation and Barry and I are consulting a professional garden friend to figure out what to do next and hopefully nip this in the bud. <laughs> 
Keep our fingers crossed and I shall keep you all abreast. Best wishes, Jill. Polite Notice Wednesday, May 15th, 2019 For the attention of all residents, CC Mr. Gupta Regarding Knotweed, comma, Japanese Parentheses, suspected Dear residents, further to Jill's letter of May 5th, inst the Residents' Association retained a gardening professional to carry out an initial assessment of the soil, which runs nearest to the fence separating our common garden from the knotweed-impacted garden belonging to the Siddharthas next door. Our gardening expert has recommended spraying the garden with a specialised pesticide. He has quoted us approximately £4,000, excluding VAT, for a wholesale sift, screen and spray, now scheduled to take place on Monday, May 20th. This fee will be drawn down from the sink fund, to which all freeholders have contributed. I acknowledge that things are moving fast. However, this is necessary to prevent the offending weed from expanding its network of underground rhizomes. On the horticultural front, Please consult Jill for more details and assorted horror stories. Yours sincerely, Barry Fenelin, Chairman, Residents Association, 17 Chekhov Gardens. Barry, understand this is urgent, but the cost seems extremely steep. Can you tell us whether this is the only quote you got? have done some googling and it seems like we could get someone to do it for much less by the end of the week. £800 per flat seems crazy. We ourselves don't really use the garden and we don't want to pay a ridiculous amount just for pulling up some plants. Thanks. Robbie and Luke, XOX. Hello Barry. I hope you're well. I am so well. I applaud you and Jill for springing into action on this. We definitely all want to stomp out any knotweed, which may destroy our beautiful garden, which has always been an oasis of calm for all of us. However, I was sent a link to a documentary about a Japanese knotweed recently, and while it was admittedly terrifying, my understanding is that this plant doesn't spread across the whole garden in a matter of days. Can I therefore suggest that we blitz it after my birthday braai? Maybe we could use the time to get a second opinion so we can all agree on a quote. This way we can all enjoy the garden in its natural beauty before the guy comes to spray it with poison. On which point, can you please make sure he or she uses an organic pesticide rather than a dangerous industrial agent that was used in the Vietnam War? I've attached a link to an article about a widely used American one that can cause alopecia, diarrhea and eye cancer. No thank you. Nonetheless, I am confident we can get through this together with our beautiful garden intact. Though the soil be cold, may our hearts be warm. I thought that saying was very appropriate in this instance. Warm salutations and lots of love, Rolene. Uh, polite notice. Tuesday, May 21st, 2019. 
for the attention of all residents, CC Mr. Gupta. Regarding knotweed, comma, Japanese, parentheses, prevention, and disease, comma, Dutch elm, parentheses, likely. Dear residents, thanks to those who cooperated with the anti-knotweed treatment of the garden yesterday, please note that if you left your windows open, the Residents Association does not accept any liability for damage or injury, whether to chattel or person, by the pesticide deployed. Per Rolene's concern, this also extends to any future cancers, tumours et al. However, I am assured by the gardener that concerns about the pesticide's implications for higher cognitive functioning are speculative at best. Whilst undertaking the spraying and sifting exercise, our gardener observed possible signs of an infection on a large limb of the tree towards the end of the garden. He advised us that to wait would only allow the problem to fester, thereby making it more expensive to treat and endangering the life of the tree. He quoted us a mere £500 extra to remove the pathological limb on the spot. Jill agreed that this was the most sensible course of action. Therefore, emergency tree surgery was carried out yesterday, as you can now all see, at the discretion of the chairman of the Residents' Association, i.e. myself. This has been paid for out of the Common Fund. I have attached a copy of the all-inclusive cheque for £5,000 made out to Fenelin Garden Works. No blood relation. As always, any questions can be raised during our next freeholders meeting, to be held in Flat 1 in November, date to be agreed by unanimous consent. Yours sincerely, Barry Fenlin, Chairman, Residents' Association, 17 Chekhov Gardens. Barry, I am furious, but not surprised. To see you've gone ahead with this work without asking anyone? There's a big difference between identifying an alleged problem and deciding it needs to be resolved and digging up half the garden and chopping off half the tree before asking us to pay for it. And at a cost of 1,000 to each freeholder in this building. That tree has been in the garden for over 20 years, and you authorised the amputation without demonstrating to us at all that it was absolutely necessary. Your claims of authority under the House rules are also dubious, by the way, as the clause you cite passed at a meeting we both attended doesn't apply to disbursements. Look it up. To be clear, Barry, I think you're on shaky legal ground here. I refer you to the legal principle, quis quid plantator solo solo cedit, or as I know you're not a Latin speaker, what is fixed to the soil belongs to the soil. In a nutshell, this means that our tree, being part of the soil, is within the demise of each of our common freeholds, not the Residents' Association as a legally defined collective person. You therefore have no right 
to remove it or any part of it from our demise without our written consents. This would not have happened under the last chairman of the Residents Association. That is, me. I suggest we call an emergency general meeting to address what you've done. Cheers. Trevor. Barry. We agree with Trevor. Spending this common fund money without us all signing off is not on. Can we get this sorted ASAP? An emergency meeting feels like the right way to do it. Can you also confirm how much is left in the common fund now? Robbie and Luke, XOX. Hello, Barry. I hope you're well. I'm so well. I'm going to cut to the chase. I was very upset to see what's happened to our beautiful tree. I've spent many mornings on my porch with a cup of tea listening to the birds singing in the branches above. I would hope that it died quick if it was sick. I suppose it's better to save it from an agonizing death. I agree that the garden is in a distressing state, okay? But I did have a friendly chat with your stepbrother, the gardener, as he went about his work. And he told me that the grass will recover by the time of my birthday party, which is a huge relief. Friendly reminder to all, obviously. I don't want to see us at each other's throats over something that's already done and dusted. So let's not bother with the meeting and just move on. Remember, money doesn't grow on trees, so keeping the branch won't make us any richer. Very appropriate for this instance. Salutations, Rolene. Hi Trevor. I saw your note, and as a paralegal myself, I should point out that I don't think that legal principle applies to trees. I think it's usually applied to things like fireplaces and chimney pots and other things affixed to buildings. I spoke with Mr Gupta and he doesn't want to attend an emergency session either, so I don't see any reason to get things so overcomplicated. Like Rolene says, what's done is done, etc. Looking forward to the garden party. Thanks, Gabby. Polite Notice Saturday, May 25th 2019 For the attention of all residents CC Mr Gupta Regarding knotweed, comma, Japanese, parentheses probable and disease, comma, Dutch elm, parentheses likely Dear residents Thank you for your understanding and support in protecting our garden from knotweed and tree pathogens. The check for the gardening services has cleared and an updated statement of account is attached. As you can see, our common fund remains healthy, a marked improvement on the parlour state of the accounts under the prior regime. A word of thanks to Gabby for her legal clarifications. Jill and I prefer when these neighbourly disputes stop short of legal action, whether threatened or acted upon. Fenelin Garden Works, no blood relation, have kindly donated a sapling tree for planting in the back garden. They have also let me know that the grass will shed its grey and tufty appearance over the coming weeks. Yours sincerely, Barry Fenelin, Chairman, Residence Association, 17 Chekhov Gardens.
Gabby. Thanks for the legal clarification, whatever it's worth. Barry, it's good at last to see a statement of account for the common fund, following the mysterious breakdown of your printer just before the last AGM. Your description of it as healthy seems relative. Hoping you realise you cannot reasonably continue spending four-figure sums from the common fund by fiat. Cheers, Trevor. P.S. Enjoy your holiday in Umbria. Hope you don't get sunburn. Or skin cancer. Thanks for listening to Dear Bastard. Written and directed by Andrew Nochty and Paul McCain. Jill Fenelon was played by Sophie Handy. Barry Fenelon was played by Lewis Moore. Trevor McNamara was played by Sebastian Romaniuk. Gabby Hall was played by Amy Gilbrook. Robbie Gold was played by Rory Matheson. And Rolene Van Aus was played by Lorianne Clements. Thanks to Maggie Marie Casto for casting and directing assistance. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Search for Dear Bastard Podcast or follow the links in the episode bio. And please leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts.